This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd up, y'all. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod host, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm Guilty Wilson, along with... Tony Collins. All right, Tony. We did it. We did it. We did a, we did a thing. We talked about doing a thing on the last podcast. And we did. And we did the thing that we <laughs> talked about doing. Uh, you know, and for the most part, uh, I think they turned out spectacular. I think it, I it think went so, really well. Um, very excited about it, and these are always so much fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, again, serves as a fundraiser for the Palestine Preservation Project Society here in uh, in Crawford County, Illinois. And we raised a little money. We didn't get rich, and you know they're going to have to keep doing fundraisers. But, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an ongoing thing for sure. You know. But you know, and the thing is, though, as the actors involved. It's it's definitely an, a release for us, you know. Right. It's a chance for us to actually do what we like doing, and uh, just hang out with friends afterwards. Yeah, and uh, what we did. Okay, yeah, for the I'm, people I'm didn't looking know. forward to uh, you know having that experience with them because I'm the sound guy and was in charge of the sound effects for this one. So I don't know <laughs> what you guys did, but I worked my ass off for two hours. <laughs> oh, we no, we just sat there. Yeah, we just sat there and grief. While you just sat buttons. there and read lines. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, no, here's what we did. Okay, this time around, there were two shows uh, that we, we, old vintage radio programs uh, from the 30s and the 40s. The first one is uh, from uh, a series that was called uh, the, uh, the Strange Dr. Weird. And each week, this guy was like the host of the show, the Strange Dr. Weird, and he would welcome people into his home and he would tell them a story and it was a scary story. And this one, of course, was called The Voice of Death. So it was a, uh, they're all like murder mystery type things. Well, there's no real mystery because at the beginning, you know who did it. Right. <laughs> so and so we we did that one. And that was a short one. And uh, that's going to be the first one. In fact, here in a little bit, you're going to be able to hear uh, the voice of death. And that one uh, we kind of altered a little bit because, well, it, to fit what we're doing. You know, we we're raising funds for the Palestine Preservation Project Society, the people that maintain the historic sites. And um, one of the things that we did was uh, uh, throw in, instead of like, well, I think maybe a Chesterfield or Camel Cigarettes ad, we replaced it with instead one. Instead of Lucky Strike. <laughs> yeah. Tonight's so. performance brought to you by Lucky Strike. <laughs> and how Nine out of ten doctors suggest Lucky Strike. <laughs> how come we didn't talk like that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, we had uh, a great troop of actors. Uh, had one first-time actor uh, ever uh, perform and did a great job. He really did. He did fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, especially knowing behind the scenes. How freaked out he was, <laughs> yeah. and and I I can I'm only aware of a time or two, but I'm guessing he spent every day for the last like couple of weeks talking himself out of doing this thing. <laughs> well, so, I, I did get a couple of texts. It was my nephew, and I get got a couple of texts from him saying, like, "Are you sure you want me to do this?" Yeah, I'm like yes, I know your voice. Your he voice was is he good. was really hoping you'd go. No, you're off the hook. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, but nope. Eh, put him up there, and he pulled through, and and really brought out a good. Uh, Good production. So the first show, Voice of Death, we'll be doing. Uh, you'll be hearing that here in a moment. The next show we did, again, two in one night because we had a two-hour void to fill. Uh, the second one was a, an, a radio adaptation of Brave New World from back in 1930 or 1940, around in that time period. Um, and and it's just it was just a very interesting perspective into, like, a, a dystopian future, you know? Well, and, and obviously we couldn't do the... Uh, the the novel in its entirety. <laughs> so this is an adaptation of that story. We we obviously kept uh, the same characters and a lot of the same plot points and elements and and that kind of thing. Um, because I think if we were to do uh, a dramatization of the entire novel. Mm. We'd probably be be there more than an hour. I uh, yeah, I would say so because I mean, <laughs> what the Peacock has a, a series and it's like yeah, it's uh, like nine or ten episodes. Yeah. It's like nine or ten hours long. Yeah, uh, and, so and it's fantastic. It's you know, a good one. one of the things that I enjoyed about Brave New World specifically was this was a story because again, I am functionally illiterate most of the time. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm one of those guys that I've never really. I don't really read for pleasure. 
And so I was really unfamiliar with Aldous Huxley and Brave New World uh-huh. until we did the script read through the first time. Yeah. And it's one of those moments where I go, well, shit, <laughs> everything I love is ripped off or inspired by <laughs> yeah. this story uh, yeah. or a lot of the stuff. If you're into sci-fi, you're going to find elements of this story or this thought yeah. in so many different well, iterations. Well, when you brought up most and most, uh, it was Demolition Man. I yeah, mean, and talk about one. talk about a movie that yeah. is honestly <laughs> polar opposite of Brave New World. I yeah. mean, it, it, but they deal with a lot of the same themes and a lot of the same setup and. You know, to the point where uh, the protagonist in the movie, uh, Demolition Man, his name is John. Mm-hmm. His love interest is named Lenina, Lenina Huxley. <laughs> yeah, Huxley even more so. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and I was glad that uh, a lot of the people that were in the cast hadn't read Brave New World. Uh, in fact, I think I think uh, Laurel and myself were the only ones that had read it and actually had seen the uh, uh, series, too. And we were both like... you. You guys need to read this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you doing? And, and after we did the read through uh, the first time, I went and, and got the Peacock app and yep. <laughs> watched the the like I said nine episode run of of their adaptation of Brave New World, and they mm-hmm. took some creative liberties oh, yeah. with their adaptation that strayed a bit from the novel. Um, and again, you got to think about the time that the novel was written. Yeah, um, there were some. Less than politically correct oh, things yeah. and we had talked to about <laughs> and referenced in the you know we fixed some of them but we kept uh, we kept the know, ones when it, when it made when it made sense like there's a yeah the, when it makes when it makes narrative sense we yeah. kept those you know and, and like one of the things they're pointing out is that the, they treated the savage reservation and they kept saying reservation and basically it was supposed to have been like Native Americans were in charge of America at that time and that was the only part that was savage and so they intentionally were racist and in the in the book, in the play, uh, in the radio performance we did, one of the things, the savage John, uh, that you know, basically comes back to the modern world, um, he's a tour guide. Yeah, and, and he's, he's trained a very stereotypical... Uh, yeah. Worse than Tonto. Yeah, what, what you would expect, or what these people would expect a savage to sound exactly. like. Exactly. And then when he got behind closed doors, then it all of a sudden, hey, he talks normal. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait. It was, and it that was, was, that's, we tried to keep that to point that out. Right. And again, it's like, yeah, because stereotypes are, 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 are there for a reason, we didn't want to play on the stereotype just because it is. We wanted to play on the stereotype because... It makes sense what the story yeah, was trying to do. Yeah, narratively, it made it made a lot of sense. So, but and there, there's a couple times where I'm wincing in this, where I'm like, ah, uh, well, it, it, it's it's important to the story. Yeah, well, yeah. as a you know, as a sound effects guy, I had to find <laughs> sound effects of babies screaming and crying. That's After always, being electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, I had to torture babies. So that was that was kind of spectacular. Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, uh, the. Uh, Weird. Okay, we na- we changed it to the weird Doctor Guilty. Yeah. Well, we had to stroke your ego. And, well, something. <laughs> that's <laughs> so what happens. Close. That's what happens when Gil is in charge of picking these stories. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Uh, but yeah, yeah so we, I also noticed you got you cast yourself as Aldous Huxley in uh, Brave New World too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really wanted to be either John or Bernard, but uh, I was like, no, I'll let these actors do that. Yeah. And I'm like, I and and now and then in this purpose. Aldous Huxley was basically a narrator. Right. And so I was like, I can do that. All right. Next time, though, I'm going to be the lead. I, I, I got to find something with uh, Brad Pitt, and I'll be the part that there Brad Pitt go. played. Because, you know, I look like yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, if we, if, we do a, if we do a stage adaptation of uh, Tommy Boy yeah. or Black Sheep, <laughs> I'll nail the Chris Farley part. <laughs> All right. Well, Any of our podcast listeners, if you're wondering what I look like, Chris Farley, Kevin James, pretty much any fat guy in any TV show or movie ever. That's the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, so there exactly. You go. Well, all right. Well, let's talk real quick here before we get into the voice of death. Uh, let's talk about uh, something real nerdy that you and I are just starting to. Well, they just relaunched the new se- last season. Right. They've launched the last season of uh, Star Trek Picard, and mm. I'm here for it. They just dropped the second episode, what, last Thursday yeah. as of. Recording this, 
Yeah, and I came in on Friday morning going, hey, did you see Picard? And he said, no. No, um, not yet. And, and uh, okay, normally that's... Dude, I thought you were going to explode. I was, I was... You, like, kept, you kept, like, dancing around and dancing. Oh, and, uh, and I said, Worf, oh, I can't even... I don't want you... Uh, and then finally, you, you actually... Normally, you watch that at your Sunday relaxation yeah. alone time show. Yeah, so no, I rushed home Friday, because I knew we were getting together Friday night and Saturday, yeah. and I didn't want you to have an aneurysm, because <laughs> we couldn't, couldn't talk, talk about, about it. But, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you texted me, what was... It, you said I so. kept I kept she threw a fucking ship at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she threw a fucking ship at him. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah, because like, I kept texting you throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah. So you could tell where I was. Yep. And you said but, something about like, Warf. oh hell, Wharf knows how to make an entrance, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. he? <laughs> and so it was great. And that's the thing about this. They're not only are they, you know, they're bringing in the original characters from Next Generation. They're bringing him back, but only this time it's like, oh, when they make an appearance, they make an appearance. Yeah, and, it, and you know, yes. uh, like I've talked at nauseum before on <laughs> here, I'm sure uh, TNG is my Star Trek. Yeah. It's the one I grew up with. <laughs> and so for me, these characters are about as sacred as any characters in any sci-fi property for me. Right. You know, so Jean-Luc Picard, William Riker, Worf, Data, uh, Jordy LaForge. I mean, these are these are my guys. Beverly Crusher. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so I'm I'm so excited about it. I've really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of Picard. Um, I'm enjoying the third season of Picard. And as big a fan as I am, I'm glad that it's only going to be three seasons. Yeah, because you know that makes sense. Patrick Stewart is one of those guys who's kind of always looked yeah. either <laughs> either thirty or seventy. Yeah. And now, but he's, now really, he's actually really starting to look older. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we better get this done now. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it won't be long before he'll be in that chair as Professor X. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I, I kind of spoiled the part for you about the uh, the Titan rescuing uh, whatever Crusher ship was. What'd you think when that happened? Dude, that was that was <laughs> epic. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that was the one thing that you kind of bubbled over. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had to spoil, spoil that one. But but yeah, they have a tractor beam on uh, Crusher's ship, and the tractor and just warp speed right in the middle between the just cutting off the tractor beam yeah. between the two ships. But of course, it didn't help because then she threw the ch- ship at him. So. Yeah, that was true. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she threw the fucking ship. At- <laughs> so yeah, it was. It's good, and I'm looking forward to it. You know. Uh, we talked before, I think in the last podcast specifically about, uh, you know, one of the things when Paramount announced they were doing a streaming app, they knew they had the Star Trek property and uh-huh. they were going to try to kind of build their app around Star Trek. And yeah. their first attempt at that was Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was it was OK, but it was not it wasn't Roddenberry Star right. Trek. And then I think with uh, with. Brave, not Brave New World, Strange New World. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, you know, I think that is 100% Roddenberry. I think they've hit the nail on the head for the Picard series. It has very much that next generation vibe to it, not just because it's the actors, but, you know, a lot of the characters, a lot of the actors and actresses, and even people behind the scenes, writers, producers, directors, we're there for the TNG iteration of Star Trek. And yeah. So it feels very genuine. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's working out. And I think that's, and it's back. And I, and, and with that, they've also gone back to Discovery and said, all right, let's kind of fix this a little right. bit. Right. They've so, tweaked it a little well. And I think now the, it's a little ex- more acceptable. The best thing they did for Discovery is they moved them a thousand years into the future, right. a thousand years after Picard and the next generation. Right. Why the hell they tried to do a series? Or that series set before the Kirk and Spock. Yeah. Now they've and, and they've they've even righted the ship there because of Strange New World. They're telling the story of the Enterprise when Pike was captain. Yeah, yeah. And well, and, and it's working because they went back and went wait. <laughs> you know the original series, as ridiculous and campy as it might as some might consider it, yeah. had a formula that worked. Yeah. And, it, and there is a reason that it's beloved. It's got a philosophy. Not every, yeah, not every episode has to be dark and edgy. Right. I guess I'm sick of the dark and edgy everything. Yeah. Now, Strange <laughs> New World certainly had some dark and edgy episodes, but it also had a lot of ones that were just goofy and yeah. fun and certainly paid homage to the original series. Definitely so. And that's where they're doing it. But Picard is nothing but next generation continued, basically. Yeah, and it and is and it's one hundred percent next generation. There's callbacks never, I seen and, a single hiccup in any of this part of the any of the Picard series. No, and and it's it's callbacks, it's 
hey, you remember this character? Remember this yeah. story? Remember that thing that appeared in one episode? You know, like, um, I think Data's daughter yeah. in, the origin, in, in the next generation was a one-episode story arc. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It was, and the second season of Picard was completely built out of that, that one-episode story arc. Yep. And I'm, I'm wondering where they're going to go with this one, this season, because, I mean, already there's stuff happening that's just, it's pure next generation yeah. action going on. And I just like, I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, oh, after they're done, it's going to be one big story. But what is that story? You're not, you don't know yet. Yeah. Well, and you We're know, two episodes in. Though. Yeah. And you know that, um, whatever the thing is, whatever the MacGuffin is for this season of Picard will be as a result of a decision that he made as captain of the Enterprise during mm -hmm. the next generation run of the series. Yeah. So we got to figure out who these big bad guys are. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. have a ship with every known weapon and plus some not known. Yeah. Like, I like that when they were analyzing the ship. Well, they've got, and they started listing all the weapons. I'm like, be quicker to just uh, to say what they don't have. Yeah. Well, that's, I know that there, there was, and I, I'm drawing a blank. There was a species of alien that that's how they advanced their technology is they just kidnapped yeah. other people, other aliens and basically stole their technology. Yep. Yep. And so I'm wondering if this is going to be an evolution of well that those characters or that or I'm wondering because they haven't really seen any kind of firepower other than flinging a ship at another ship. I'm wondering if what they read is fake. You know, they yeah. don't really have those weapons on board yeah, or something. Could be. It, it'd be it'll be interesting to see how they come out with this. So, but yeah, Picard. Again, I was. I, I'm going to do that to you every uh, Friday morning, I think, because I'm going to watch it every Thursday, Tony. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, actually, I just might come in and spoil it anyway. Just not, Also, not care about I will say that uh, if you haven't yet watched, if you're a Marvel fan mm -hmm. and you haven't watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, give that a Good, go. Oh, yeah, you did get to see that. I did get to see that. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's probably a low or mid-tier Marvel movie. Certainly okay. not one of the best Marvel movies I've ever seen. Not yeah. one of the worst Marvel movies either. And I think one of the things that has turned some people off to it is that there is a, sh uh, a whole lot of world building done in this movie for the movies coming forward. Okay, yeah. So this is, you know. This is it Phase 5? Yeah, yeah. This is the world building for Phase 5. And basically what it was was an hour and a half, two-hour introduction to Kang the Conqueror. Uh-huh. And let me just say, Jonathan Majors, awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. Well, when we saw him Maybe in the Loki one, series, we knew he was awesome. Yeah. When we saw him in, uh, what was that? Uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Yeah. Like, this guy's awesome. And when now, he was in a, he was in a, a cowboy movie on netflix hmm. um the harder they fall i think was the name of it okay I and he one. played kind of a badass cowboy and okay it, and it was it was very fun oh. um and they did some tongue-in-cheek things in that movie too uh but yeah he's he's quickly becoming one of my new favorite actors can't wait to see him as the the antagonist in Creed Three, yeah, that, opposite yeah. Michael B. Jordan. I heard he got really Holy built. Crap. Well, even Stacked. in even in, uh, I think his abs had abs. So. Yeah, even in Ant Man and the Wasp, there are a couple of scenes. He never goes shirtless, uh -huh. but Kang's um, armor gets torn off, so you you get a good shot of uh, of his gun, uh, of, right. his, uh, of his big ass arm and bicep. All so. right. And they—that's just from Creed. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I—I'm I, looking forward to go and see that one. Also, I want to see Cocaine Bear. So that's also. My I've list. heard it's a lot of fun. It did way better in the weekend I box heard. office than anybody expected it to. You know, like twenty-three million dollars. Yeah, and it, that's the kind of show that is one of those that surprises people. They're like, Cocaine Bear is that for real? Yeah. And then they come out with it. I, I actually, it I actually read a story this morning that talked about there's already, you know, every. Every good movie has a cheap, low-budget knockoff, mm -hmm. and Cocaine Bear has been successful enough that they have announced there's an an, uh, an announcement been made of a cheap knockoff called uh, Meth Gator. Meth Gator, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what it happened in Florida? I can believe it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and um, you know, I don't think that's I don't think it's a bad thing to. Oh. To, to come across the gator with no teeth. <laughs> you know, just let the gator gum at you. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah. Just sit there and be chomping his so, jaw yeah, for a while. Cocaine Bear is on my uh, probably go and watch by myself. I asked my wife, you want to go see Cocaine Bear? And she said, no. <laughs> no, I do not. Why not? Well, all right, fine. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to uh, launch into the voice of death. It's, originally, it was the Strange Dr. Weird. And the Strange Dr. Weird is a radio program that was broadcast on the old Mutual Network back in the... Uh, this one actually aired from 1944 to 1945. And I'm not sure the exact date of this show when it happened. But it, back in 44 to 45 is when the whole series ran. So among those. And there, and I, I think we might do some more Strange Dr. Weirds. Because I can change them to Strange Doctor Guilty, and you know. Well, yeah, I mean, outrage. after all, you did uh, don a lab coat and stethoscope and, and fez. And you were in character. You were feeling it. Plus, you were all physical. hopped up on uh, nasal spray, yeah, exactly, uh, amphetamine. So you were you were <laughs> racing around the I stage. I was meth gator. Yeah, you were meth gator. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had this horrible cold that was knocking me out. Rachel had it too, apparently, and. Um, uh, w- you know, I, I said, well, I'm not going to let it bother me tonight. So I did everything I could to keep from, well, mainly just so I could breathe. Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And so we did that. And and it came out really well. And uh, again, you got to realize, people, that we are fighting with a, a, an opera house that was built in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And it wasn't meant for the technology we have now. Right. So it's, yeah, it there, sounds there, like that. There is some audio anomalies that you're going to hear yeah. that are just native to the recording uh-huh. because the, the facility, absolutely gorgeous uh, oh, yeah. theater. Oh, it yeah. is absolutely. And it was purpose built in the 1900s or in the late 1800s mm-hmm. because they didn't have microphones and speakers. Right. And so when you talk on stage, it, the room projects that sound exactly. wonderfully. But when you add in microphones, because if we're going to record it or broadcast it on the radio, we have to have microphones for this stuff. And then, which oddly enough was an argument that had to be had. I can't believe it was an argument, but we had to have that argument. But we won. Yeah. And so you're, you'll hear, you'll hear the dialogue delivered, and then you can tell we're in a pretty sizable auditorium yeah. because there is a little, uh, a little echo, a little. Yeah. Uh, I guess anomaly is the best way to put it, but yeah. sounds fantastic. But the nice thing is you can hear the audience applause. Yeah, and, and honestly, <laughs> and we didn't have to mic them. And honestly, it works really well for for voices of death. Uh-huh. And and brave new world. And I think it works really well for the vintage vibe that we're going yeah, for with I think these. So. You know. So yeah, so we're gonna run into get right into that show right now. It, uh, again, it's an audio drama. Be ready for it. This is going to be fun. Again, it was. Mutual Network, Radio Network, back in the thir- uh, 40s. Uh, Mutual, I think, eventually became CBS property. I think if I remember my history right. And so, uh, but this one is just, it's just fun. And then next week on the podcast, we'll release Brave New World. So, all right, Tony and I will come back to talk after you hear The Voice of Death. Right. The Voice of Death, live from the Fife Opera House, brought to you by Nerd Up Podcast and Classic Hits, WTYE. So stick around. Have you ever wondered what makes Eagle Theater possible? It's you. In a world of Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it's your loyalty to Eagle Theater that makes first-run movies here a thing. And we want to say thank you with the annual popcorn bucket. Buy the annual bucket and you're set to say. When you buy the bucket, we'll fill it for free. And each time you come back for another visit, we'll fill it for just $3.50. Buy the bucket, support the Eagle Theater, and say... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fife Opera House in Palestine, Illinois. Hope everybody is ready to have a fantastic evening. My name's Tony Collins. I'm the disembodied voice behind the board. Hope everybody is ready for an exciting night of live radio podcast theater. Uh, That's basically what we're going to do. Typically, these shows, or a lot of times these shows, are broadcast on uh, the local radio station, Classic Hits, WTYE. But tonight's show, we're doing something a little bit different. It is going to be recorded and then uploaded in podcast form to the Nerd Up Podcast. Right now, we want to welcome our five Opera House players to the stage, particularly the directors and hosts for tonight's show, Guilty Wilson and Rachel Carter. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Live at the Five. Welcome back. Oh, yes. Welcome back. Yes. I see some familiar faces. I see a lot of familiar faces. A lot of faces in general. Well, let me tell That's you. That's what, what I'm telling myself. Okay. <laughs> I just see faces. Yeah. Uh, we're doing, an, again, an, like we did on the Christmas show, these are vintage radio programs. These were originally aired back in the 30s and the 40s. That's the 1930s and 1940s, yes. if you're doing your math. And uh, this was, you're going to be just like back in the day, 
but they had an audience sitting in front of a stage while radio performers sat there and performed. And we're going to all have our scripts. So when you're sitting there, oh, he's just reading. <laughs> well, yeah. He's actually not, you guys. He works really hard because he has troubles there. <laughs> and we decided that, you know, take off the stress from the actors. Yeah. Let them have their scripts. And less stress for you us. Know. Let's be honest. We're in charge, and we say so. And we didn't want to be stressed out. Plus, being an old-fashioned radio guy myself... I did say old-fashioned, by the way. Uh, but uh, being an old-fashioned radio guy myself, one of the reasons I got into radio was I love the old audio dramas. Uh, my brother and I, back in the uh, 70s, uh, we would stay up late on a Friday or Saturday night, and there was a Clear Channel station. Clear Channel stations used to come up in power to where they could broadcast across the U.S., and uh, the other stations would lower their power so they could. And there's a station out of Tennessee that used to broadcast these old programs like this in the 70s. And my brother and I would stay up. And I don't know if you've ever heard the Bill Cosby story about where he would stay up late and uh, listen to the horror shows that he wasn't supposed to, and he spread Jello on the floor to keep the monsters from coming in. We didn't have Jello, but my brother and I would get scared. And so we would stay up Friday and Saturday nights and listen to these scary sometimes, sometimes comedy. And I just it was a bug, and it bit me. On behalf of your mother, I'm going to say thank you. For not spreading jello on the floor. <laughs> that sounds awful. Well, it would have uh, kept the chicken heart and, out. And I, on the other hand, um, my introduction to radio shows was in a more new format. I enjoy the narrative podcast, the story podcast. Um, and so when Gil approached me about this idea of doing, not only doing these live radio shows, but also recording them for podcasts, I was like, great, because everybody is issued a podcast these days, and I had not gotten mine yet. You're supposed to get that when you get your social security card, a podcast. Oh, nobody told me that. So really look into that. You have a <laughs> podcast due to you. Call your local senator. <laughs> right. Or somebody, anyway. Somebody. Uh, they're not doing anything, let's be honest. Yeah, true. It's <laughs> politics. But uh, we're going to bring you these shows. Uh, the first show tonight is was originally aired back in the, I wish I had it written down, but oh, back sure. in the late 30s. And, and uh, it's The Voice of Death is the name of the episode. It was the weird Dr. or no, the strange Dr. Weird. We kind of modified it to fit in. You'll see why. We but. modified it to fit Gil's ego. That's it. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're, it's been modified. The second show we're going to do, there will be an intermission, about a 10-minute yes. break for you guys. Uh, there are bathrooms behind the stage, if you wish. You can go back and see how the... You get to see where the magic happens. Yeah. And there's also bathrooms downstairs, but yes. if you don't want to go down the stairs, there's bathrooms back there. We'll take a break between the shows, about 10 minutes or so. And, uh, yes. and then our second show is a really exciting one. Um, we chose a, an adaptation of the infamous novel uh, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Um, it's very poignant, mm -hmm. I think, to the time we're living in. And uh, we just we felt like, you know, we love comedy. We love, we love silly shows but we also you know we're deep we're smart that's why we're not doing comedy that's tonight. why we're not doing comedy tonight and also um i have been told that my jokes aren't that funny so uh hear all that laughter <laughs> <laughs> and so i went with drama because then maybe everyone will appreciate me oh now i'm laughing <laughs> yeah. Sorry, i got it wrong Get out. okay but no we are really excited and hopefully after you hear this show it'll kind of really make you think about the world we live in today and what direction we're headed. And yeah, and then just sit back and have some fun. If you have to close your eyes to picture this, feel free. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it was back in the old radio. You didn't get to see them, but in the radio audience, they did have live audiences, and that's where you are right now. So yes. Yes. shall we just but let them enjoy the fun? I think so. All I right. think so. Let me just give you, um, I think Gil has to get a little prepared, so let me just give you a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, once again, this is going to be recorded audio. Don't feel like you can't laugh or gasp or, or clap or however you want to show your appreciation to these incredible actors behind me um, because, you know, that's part of the experience that we want the podcast listeners to have is that, that live, you're right there in the moment with us. So don't be afraid to let us know how you're feeling about a show unless it's a boo and then I will escort you out. Yes, yeah, look at these muscles. Yeah, be afraid. Be very afraid, okay? 
So, um, yeah, and, and even though our subject material can be a little serious, enjoy yourself, have fun, um, stretch out however you want to enjoy. Maybe keep your shoes on. I don't know how your feet smell. Um, I don't want to distract these actors up here any more than I already am by looking this good. So, thank you. And with that, we will begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome now to the stage, the weird Dr. Gil T. Good evening. Come in, won't you? Why? What's the matter? You seem a bit nervous. Perhaps the cemetery outside you a little upset but there are things far worse than cemeteries for instance a woman with murder in her heart or just a woman as in my story tonight a story I shall call the voice of death My story, The Voice of Death, begins in the snow-covered wilderness of Canada. In a high, narrow canyon, a man and a woman on skis sit resting on the trunk of a fallen tree, catching their breath. Blanche, I can't tell you how sorry I am that Uncle John didn't leave you anything in his will. Oh, there's nothing to be sorry about, Gerald. After all, I was only your Uncle John's second cousin. I wish that Jane and Dan had taken it as well. They certainly were downcast after reading the will this morning. Well, naturally. They were your uncle's niece and nephew, too, and had hoped to share the estate with you. You can't blame them for being disappointed. No, I suppose not. We'd better be starting back to the lodge. I see you're a bit uneasy about being in this canyon. Well, isn't it a bit dangerous being here? Look at how the snow is piled up above us on each side of this canyon. If there was a snow slide, we'd be buried alive. It isn't that dangerous. Of course, a loud noise or someone shouting might start a slide. Come on along. There is some sort of scientific explanation for that, isn't there? Huh? I mean, vibrations sent out by the voice? Yes, that's right. I talked and stood outside the mouth of the canyon and started snow slide by nearby shouting. Snow slide must be uh, quite a sight. Hundreds of tons of snow roaring and crashing down. Well, you can breathe easily now. We're out of danger. Oh, dear. Lose something. Oh, yes, my camera. I think I left it on the trunk of the tree we were sitting on. Oh, Gerald, would you mind getting it for me? No, of course not, Ray. You say it's on the trunk of the tree. Yes, yes, that's right. Do you see it, Gerald? No, Blanche, I don't. Perhaps it fell in the snow. Look around. I am looking, but I don't see any sign of it. Blanche, the snow. Gerald, run this way. Too bad, Gerald. But that's what happens to people who stand between me and a million dollars. Oh, Blanche, it's so terrible. Gerald buried under all that snow. Perhaps we should have stayed in the canyon until they found the body. Nonsense, Jane. There's nothing we could have done there. Dan and I will share Uncle John's estate now, but I'd gladly give up my share if it would bring Gerald back alive. I know you would, dear. We crossed the river here, Jane. Oh, but the ice looks so thin. Blanche, we didn't cross here on the way to the canyon, did we? No, dear. This is a shortcut. Oh, Blanche, it looks too dangerous. It will support us. I tell you what, I will cross first. Oh, Blanche, I wish you wouldn't. That ice is going to break any minute. Nonsense. 
See, I'm already halfway across. But I can see cracks in the ice under your feet. So can I, but the ice is still strong enough to support me. See, I made it. Now, Jane, it's your turn. Blanche, I'm frightened. Darling, there is nothing to be afraid of. Now come along. Well, all right. Look, you'd better take your skis off. I think you'd find it easier to walk across than to ski over the ice. You're not as good a skier as I am, you know. Uh, very well, Blanche, if you say so. Hurry, dear. It will soon be dark. Oh, I've got them off now. Here I come. That's it. I told you the ice would hold you. Blanche, the ice feels as though it will give way under me at any second. It felt the same way when I crossed, but as you can see, I managed. Blanche! Oh! The ice is breaking! Poor Jane. She should have known better than taking off her skis before crossing the ice. Well, now that leaves only Dan. Will Blanche succeed at getting rid of Dan? Will she get Uncle John's estate? Will the weird Dr. Gil T be back to tell us the rest of this chilling tale? Yeah, I'll be back. But with all these questions, aren't you going to ask the one about the PPPS? No, no, I'm not. All right. You see, Doctor, there are no questions about the PPPS because the Palestine Preservation Project Society is well known for maintaining, upkeep, restoration, and rentals of the historic buildings here in Palestine, including this place, the Fife Opera House. They are always looking for volunteers and donations to keep these beautiful historic buildings in great working order. You can help by calling 618-586-9418 or 618-586-2630 or mail a donation to PPPS, P.O. Box 87, Palestine, Illinois, 62451. Please help by donating what you can afford. Now, let's see what chills the rest of your story will afford us the strange Dr. Guilty. And now, to continue my story, the voice of death. It is the day following the tragic deaths of Gerald and Jane in the living room of the luxurious lodge of the late John Drake. There are Blanche, Dan, and Sidney Rand, attorney for the estate. There is a strange look in Ms. Rand's eyes as she speaks to Blanche. All I can say is it's very odd, Blanche. First you go skiing with Gerald and he dies under a snowslide. And then a few hours later, while alone with you, Jane drowns crossing a river. I don't like your attitude. You act as though I caused their death. Blanche is right, Miss Rand. You haven't any right to say that. The village coroner said their deaths were accidental. I know what the village coroner said. It doesn't mean I have to agree. Oh, look, it's five o'clock. If you don't start for the village station right now, you'll miss your train. Then won't you change your mind and come with me? No, I told you I'm staying here for another week. I need the rest. I just hope you don't find permanent rest up here. What do you mean by that? Just this. If anything were to happen to you, Blanche would be the heir to everything. Think it over. Oh, Dan. You don't believe I had anything to do with their deaths, do you? Of course not, Blanche. It's absurd to think that you were involved in any way. Four days passed. Days in which steadily falling snow kept Dan and Blanche cooped up in the lodge. With each day that passed, Blanche seemed increasingly nervous and jumpy for no reason that was apparent to Dan, anyway. When the fifth day dawned bright and clear, Dan suggested a long ski run. Blanche eagerly agreed. After skiing a few minutes, she called out, 
Dan? Dan, we aren't going through the canyon, are we? Why, of course we are. Dan, let's go around it this time. That's three miles further on. What's wrong with going through the canyon? Oh, is it because that's where Gerald died? Yes, I can't do it, Dan. Look, I hope you're still not brooding about Gerald's death. You must go on. I'm not brooding, but... But, Dan, have you heard a voice calling outside the house the past several nights? A voice? Yes. I woke up several times thinking I heard Gerald's voice calling out in the storm. Oh, Blanche, you heard the wind howling, that's all. Come on, will you? We have to get through the canyon. It's the only way to calm your nerves. That a girl. Now only a couple hundred more yards, and we'll be out of the canyon. Let's hurry, Dan. This is where it happened. Well, come along, then, if you want to hurry. Blanche. Blanche. It's Gerald. It's Gerald's voice. Blanche. Blanche. This is where you killed me. No. Oh, no. Blanche, why have you stopped? Come on. I'm dead, Blanche. You killed me. I don't hear anything. I don't. It's just my imagination. Blanche, come on. I'll never leave until you tell the truth. Oh, no. Confess. Confess. Yes. Yes, I murdered you. I caused the snow slide. I shouted and caused it. I did it because the fortune was mine. Mine and I was cheated out of it. Now be quiet. Don't talk to me anymore. Blanche, look out! The snow is sliding! What? No! Help me! God, help me! Ah! A moment later, as Dan stared, stunned at the spot where Blanche had vanished under tons of snow, Ms. Rand, the lawyer, came skiing up to him from around an outcropping of rock. Dan, you fool. You were so close to that snowslide, you almost killed yourself. Miss Rand, she's dead. She's buried under all that snow. Yes, I know. Well, you heard her confess, didn't you? Well, yes, but when I agreed to follow the instructions you left for me in the mailbox, I never dreamed it would end like this. I kept on telling myself she was innocent. Yes, but she wasn't. I knew she couldn't be. That's why I made her think I was clearing out. Instead, I went to the gamekeeper's cottage by the lake. That's where I've been the last few days. Yes, I guess. After I got that first note, asked me not to show any surprise no matter what happened. But, Miss Rand, the voice that Blanche heard in the night, and the voice just now, I could have sworn that was Gerald's voice. I, I counted on that. I knew Gerald well, and vocal imitations are a sort of parlor trick of mine. My scheme was a wild one, Dan, but it was the only possibility of getting a confession from her. Those murders she committed were perfect. Two perfect murders, and she was so beautiful. Her own screams brought down the snowslide which killed her, and I don't think all the judges in the world could have found a more fitting punishment than the one her own conscience provided. <laughs> Too bad about poor Blanche, wasn't it? Looks like the man who said the female of the species is more deadly than the male. He knew what he was talking about. But wait, if you're an heir and you know someone that stands to gain because of your death, I'd be very careful to stay away from them. Oh, wait, I have to go now. Oh, perhaps you'll drop in on me again soon. Just remember, just look for the house on the other side of the cemetery. The house of the weird Dr. Guilty. Prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. 
Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. All right, welcome back. So, what you think of uh, the Voice of Death? <laughs> I thought that was a cool, fun show to do, and we had fun with it. Yeah, we did, and and you know, it it's a lot of stress and, and a lot of work going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but once it's done, you're like, okay, all right, that's cool. Um, you know, uh, and that's we typically do these shows at the Fife every other month, and mm-hmm. I liken it to childbirth. <laughs> we need time off to forget how big a pain in the ass, right? Yeah, the, the one sure. we did was. So then, you know, after a month, you're like, oh yeah, no, that was fun. Let's do that again. Well, the so. one thing that we had going with the, against us this time around is that uh, the Lincoln Trail College here in the county is doing a musical. Uh, yeah, they're doing South. Pacific, huge cast. Well, they're taking all the actors from right. the area. <laughs> they're taking all of our friends. Stop yeah. it. And so we we really had a. I mean, with the first table read we did, it was yeah, like each of us were doing like three or four different yeah. voices just to get. It was through, like but. you and I were the only male parts, and we had like four female uh, there or voices there. And it's like that's just, we're just not going to be able to do this. Right. And plus, with the uh, sound effects heavy as we were, and, and knowing that we, the foley artist was stuck doing a musical at uh-huh. the college, we couldn't use Brooke anymore. So that we, well, you're going to be kind of swamped with the sound effects. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I was too. I, I did yeah. the math, and like the first show, the one you guys just heard had 28. Yeah, sound effects in it. Yeah, and then the one that you'll hear next week <laughs> has like 48. Yeah. sound effects, well, in and it. that one includes electrocuting babies. Sort of. <laughs> not electric. That's I kept telling my son. We're not blowing the babies up. We're, We're not exploding. electrocuting the babies. <laughs> it's just a loud noise to scare them yeah. <laughs> and mild electrical shock. Now, the problem is the sound effect I chose may have not sounded quite mild enough. <laughs> it sounded a little I, less like a taser and more like a full-blown electric death ray or something. And I liked it, too, though. <laughs> yeah, which makes you a twisted son of a... <laughs> so that's it. Next, next uh, Nerd Up podcast, you're going to get uh, Brave New World, our radio production, if you will, audio production, audio drama. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed this one. And remember... Uh, we always want you to help support the podcast, and uh, you can always make a donation. Uh, just go to the nerdatpodcast.com website. There's a little button for PayPal and do- donations you can make, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Also, we're going to be, like Tony said, we're doing these every other month, so there are going to be more of these audio dramas come up on the Nerd right. Podcast because it's fun. Well, and uh, now would be a grand opportunity to also put a plug in for an event coming up here in Robinson Ooh. at the beginning of April, which okay. I think is... Uh, targeted directly to the Nerd Up podcast uh, audience, uh, you and uh, Joe Myers have put together NerdCon. NerdCon. It's an event that uh, you have been a part of in the past here in, mm-hmm. in Crawford County and in Robinson. I'm one of the people that started it a few, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And then, you know, life being what life is and COVID <laughs> being what COVID was, it kind of died. And for, for about three, maybe almost four years, but I think three years total. And finally, we decided to bring it back. Yeah. And it's a little mini comic convention here for Crawford County, Illinois. We're in the middle of the nowhere. And if we want to go to a real comic convention, we have to drive three or four hours in any direction. Well, And this is a great opportunity for people who want to go uh, and experience uh, uh, a con on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um I am not antisocial, but the idea of going to like a San Diego Comic Con <laughs> is just not on my th- list to do because the utter crush of humanity right. yeah. is a thing that I'm not I'm not game to sign up for. But something like this, you know, it's a five dollar entry fee, get you in the door, and we're going to have some great people there. Of course, a friend of the podcast, Jed Bryant, yep. is one of the guys that's going to be there. Uh, a couple of the other filmmakers and directors and, and people that you've worked with over the years are going to be there. Uh, also some comic book artists. Uh, we've got some regular just artist artists like Polly Lene, who has been on the uh, five programs before. She's an artist and has these really cool prints yeah. of uh, superheroes, we Star all, Wars and stuff. I think I think it's safe to say that we absolutely love Polly and fucking hate her, too. <laughs> Because she's she's one of those people that when the talent was being handed out, she just took everybody's share. Because <laughs> yeah. not only is she a, a, a violin fiddle <laughs> virtuoso, uh-huh. you know, uh, she also does some fantastic um, 
uh, actual, uh, not actual art. That sounds douchey, <laughs> but she does some, some hand drawn art, yeah, paintings yeah. and that kind of thing. And she has her, she very much has her own art style, which yeah, is, and it's really which cool. is fantastic. Her work with colors are just really cool. It makes yeah. it pop. Well, also, uh, you'll be performing there, as a matter of fact. We'll be, uh, the yeah, improv troupe. I get to channel my improv. inner Drew Carey slash right. Aisha Tyler. I think it more, I look at you more as an Aisha Tyler. Yeah. 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 Well, there are, there are a number of physical similarities. Yeah, I don't really look anything like Drew Carey. No, no, no. <laughs> or, or the old British guy that was on Whose Line yeah. Is It? But yeah, but yeah. we're doing a Whose Line Is It Anyway improv show. S'more Improv out. Group. Crawford yeah. County's premier yeah. improv group. Premier. We'll be making an appearance at NerdCon 2023. In fact, we're going to be closing out the the con. The con ends at seven o'clock, and we're start. We hit the stage at six. So we'll smart. Either, we'll either drive them out or smart. <laughs> that way, that way, people will be gone by the time we get. <laughs> They'll be able to enjoy the entire con and dip out before we start our shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, start messing with their lives. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's coming up April first, by the way. And uh, if you want to come, it's right here in Robinson, Illinois. And uh, it's only $5 to get in. And, and you can get more fun. information about it via the Facebook page, right? Oh, there is a Facebook page. Nerd, yeah, NerdCon. And I think it's just NerdCon Robinson, Illinois is what it is. We'll, so, have, to, we'll have to drop a Facebook link on, on the Nerd Up podcast website somewhere. We? You mean you're going to make me do Yeah, I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. But, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully you enjoyed the audio performance and uh, Brave New World's coming up next week. And uh, then after that, we'll talk more about NerdCon, too, because I think uh, we'll get Joe Myers in here and he and I talk about and you actually let you interview he and I. So uh, that okay. might be a good thing. I know he's going to come in for civic interest here yeah. on the radio station, but let Molly. I here. always like it when you let me take over the podcast. Yeah. It's <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just submit. Commandeer. Well, you are the captain, I guess. All right. Well, uh, uh, that's it for the Nerd Up Podcast this time around. So like we like to say at the end of each and every episode, stay stay nerdy. nerdy. Classic Hits, WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com. Via the TuneIn Radio app. Or say Alexa, play Classic Hits, WTYE. It's all online. Classic Hits, WTYE, with the news that matters to you. Visit WTYEFM.com and follow us on Twitter at WTYE News. The news you trust. The music you love. Classic Hits, WTYE.